it's time to raise the roof for our 69th episode. That's right, guys. We got to episode 69 and we held up our promise. We're nice. going to, we're going to, we're, yes, very nice. We're going to enter this. You know to what? Start. Last, oh my God. Last night. <laughs> oh, dude, that's perfect. Last night we ended with six runs and nine hits. For this the O's. Is perfect. The perfect episode. Oh my Couldn't God. be a nicer day to have our 69th episode. Yeah, yeah. The voice that you're hearing right now, uh, Brian Menendez, we had him on previously. He's um, currently writes uh, with Beyond the Box Score and D Ray's Bay on the SB nation network um i'm sure you've seen his name on twitter before we had brian on in an earlier episode and 38. he's 38 uh and he okay. said he wanted to come on for episode 69 when we got there uh <laughs> now we're here we've reached this momentous occasion because we are of course all 12 years old and we all play Fortnite and stream on twitch apparently <laughs> um with that being said uh brian how are you doing Oh, I'm fantastic. Other than the whole moving across the country thing. Yeah, things are good. Things are real good. Glad to be back. Yes, of course. Yeah. So uh, Brian is moving out to Seattle um, and maybe he'll be moving out there by the time Seattle makes a playoff run and goes to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. <laughs> question mark? <laughs> maybe. Question mark. Big question mark. <laughs> There's a massive question mark there. Who knows if it's going to happen? Yeah. Now with that run, they're differential. They're not making a playoff run. Well, yeah, that's a big one. Don't the Marlins? This is way off topic, but don't the Marlins have the best run differential in the AL, in the NL East? I'm yeah, pretty they sure do. they do. Uh, not like anymore. I, I think I think they just got blown out. Like if not last night, a few yeah, days they, ago. Oh yeah, 18 last it. night. I think lost them 19 to one. <laughs> oh, the Twitter account for that game was for a great. while. They had the best run differential in that division. In that's place, that's. So. But at the break, I think they did. I don't know about the last yeah. four games, but well, did did you guys see the Marlins Twitter account? The final score when it they was like it? A, they had a it lot. Was, it was it was run or it was it was one run, and then it said like a lot more for <laughs> the for the uh, for the Nats because I mean they weren't going to post it. You know how much I mean, they lost by, but... and they gave up a home run to John Lester too. So yeah, that's, that's, honestly, that's honestly, never. Good. If you're if you're ever getting if your team's ever getting like roasted and like you're, you're and you're like you run a Twitter account for your team like you have to just do that because if it's like a seventy like it's if if it's football and it's like seventy three to nothing you don't want to post that so like yeah just do do like a lot of points to zero points just like soften the blow a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, um, so we have a lot of things to talk about on this episode. We're going to get into that in just a second. Quickly, if you guys want to follow what we're doing here on um, here at Raise the Roof, or or all of our social media accounts, Raise the Roof TV, our website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com, our Twitch channel, Raise the Roof Twitch, our this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, just search up Raise the Roof from where there. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, So the first thing I want to talk about is the first series that came off the all-star break, the brave series going into it. I think we were a little bit hesitant about what to expect. Obviously the Rays ended up taking the series. What were our impressions of that series down in Atlanta or up in Atlanta? Uh, it was, it was a solid series win. I know if you look at the standings, the Braves don't look like a tough team, but I mean, the, the, Braves are still pretty good. Um, you know, Charlie Morton gave gave us gave the Rays lineup a pretty a pretty tough game. We ended up getting to him, but you know, it was it was a lot of really well fought game. There was there was one clunker I think on Saturday night. That's gonna happen. But overall, you love to see the Rays come right out of the gate, out of the All Star out of the All Star break on the road, taking two out of three from you know a team that's probably a little bit better than the record says. The the Braves the Braves really got hurt by uh, their their bullpen not being as good coming out of coming out of the gate i mean their bullpen wasn't good before but it was kind of like how the red sox bullpen is where it's like not as like they're they're doing better than they than they should be but after after the like the after like this all-star break um that they, they they didn't come out really like that good um except on saturday saturday was they they shut us straight down but i forgot who was even pitching that day um it's freed max freed Freed. yeah that makes sense um so overall pretty pretty good uh we got to their we got to their pitching a lot um offense did pretty good except on saturday of course um yeah we don't even need to talk about pretty 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 identical games on like friday and sunday like almost pretty 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 similar games Mm -hmm. um that's all i gotta say (laughs) i I barely remember this series it was it was three games that we easily could have lost and the fact that we won two of them is more than okay the first game on Friday, we were, even though we won, we were abysmal with runners in scoring position. I think we had like bases loaded two or three times and maybe got like one run home. So obviously that was frustrating, but uh, they, we had clutch hits 
in moments that we haven't really had clutch hits, especially in extra innings. We finally won an extra innings game. Wendell had that hustle in the top of the eighth to uh, ultimately tie the game. And I don't know, that was just a good win. It was kind of a weird, it was a weird, like, it just felt like a really long game. It wasn't extras, but it was a great win. And then Saturdays, yeah, it's just one of those games, like last night happens. Um, and then Sunday, um, one, it just felt like one of those, like, slugfest games where it, we were going to have to score, like, set like seven or eight runs to be comfortable and that's what we did wander swing looked good diaz hit one out so it was definitely a good weekend after the break wait fridays did go into extras right yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know i just heard, misheard you i guess <laughs> no i, I said yeah. it felt like a long game it's oh, yeah. like it was. even though it went into extras yeah um yeah for me pretty much the same thing i thought it was impressive because we had a six game losing streak i think it was in extras going and this one was on the road too which makes it way harder um, especially with the new extra innings rule so um that was super encouraging um more come from behind wins always pretty cool i think i think the broadcast said we were like second in baseball in that behind boston naturally but so that's a great stat um, does com- does it come from behind win literally mean like if you give up one run in the first inning and you come back and win that game that come that does that that, that counts yeah. as it come from behind wins yeah I mean, it I seems kind of lame but, but like yeah but I mean it says something if you're leading if you're a top team in that so yeah um what else the pitching didn't look great the whole series however the offense was good enough to make up for it which is super encouraging um our offense has the ability to be really really good and we've seen flashes of that it's just those guys going all at once um but yeah i mean the defense wasn't as good as it normally is either which is gonna happen francisco mejio was kind of struggling wasn't he or was that yesterday i don't even i don't even know (laughs) yeah it might have been i don't know sunday when when all that matters though we got two wins out of there so i'll take it yeah you know overall i think it was a i mean kind of a summarization of what everyone said it's it was a weird series they got timely hits when they needed to uh really i thought it was really encouraging to see wander um hit that home run on sunday uh it was encouraging to see what what meadows was doing obviously he kind of came into the all-star week a little bit um wander got his first triple too yes yeah two big things from uh from wander uh there were contributions from guys that we were looking for and we didn't get like going into the all-star break and then we finally got it in this series so i think that was good so encouraging signs going into the i mean it's not really the second half of the season but but the post all-star game uh part of the season the last however many 70 games or so i i think that now do we want to talk a little bit more about the pitching because obviously there was there were some inherent problems with pitching in this but i do think that there were encouraging signs like while there were um some performances that i think that we would much rather forget i think there were also performances that we were encouraged by well i mean we clearly i mean i don't want to talk about the trade deadline too early but we clearly we desperately need starting pitching our pitching after the break has been horrible um but i mean not not everyone's gotten even a turn yet after the break so like but but still four games after and we haven't given up less than six runs i think or five runs it's just not that's just not raised like right there but um Actually, someone else can go because I need to research on this. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think the problem is that there's just a little bit of overcorrecting going on. Um, we know that the race pitching staff isn't this bad. Um, Josh Fleming, you know, it was it was a big big clunker. What I think he gave up seven runs on Saturday. We know that Josh Fleming's not that. You know, Rich Hill gave up four runs. I think it was uh, on Sunday. You know, we know that he's pitched better than that. The bullpen, I think, is still pitched really well. Um, even Ryan Yarbrough last night, I mean, he was unlucky in the first inning. He threw up, you know, four consecutive scoreless innings, and then he probably shouldn't have gone out for the sixth inning. And then that's when he really got lit up. So, I mean, the, the, uh, again, I, I think, I think the stat lines are, are worse than the performances right now. You, you don't, you don't love to see it either way. You know, it, it definitely doesn't look good that the Rays haven't given up less than, I think what you just said, less than six runs in a game since the All-Star break. But uh, I think I think these are problems that are going to correct themselves, you know, because, they, you know, they, this, this you know, the, we know these guys are going to are going to piece together games and, 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 and figure it out. So I'm not super worried. I don't I don't I don't disagree that the Rays need to add pitching. We'll get to that. Um, I don't disagree with that. 
but I think what we're seeing right now is just, you know, I, I think it'll be corrected in due time. Yep. A guy who came out of the bullpen firing yesterday was was Castillo. He came out and yeah, the, and that was good. He, to see. he he was ready to like take the he was ready to take <laughs> the team back and win that game. I I, I honestly mm-hmm. after that pitching performance, I was like, dang, I I think I think the Rays might win this game, but then they didn't, <laughs> they didn't win the game. But also, <laughs> I, I, had, I had tweeted <laughs> that's anti-combat. I had tweeted in the sixth inning. That's that the, I, I I had tweeted in the sixth inning that uh they wouldn't get another hit or or a run. Because they're already at six, six, uh, six runs and nine hits. I mean, that would be criminal. And then, and then they did. didn't. And yeah. then they didn't. So. So basically, basically. I am the defense. You are. The, I mean, I mean, what I'm hearing from you, Gibby, is is that you and Bree are now forming into one cohesive, like. No, I say me and person. Castillo. Me and Castillo have connection. That's that's really what I'm what I'm pointing at here. Like Castillo came out of there firing. And I was I was happy to see him after like he hasn't pitched since like July 10th. I mean, it's been kind of kind of a second for him. So yeah, I was nice to see him come out there firing. Another thing I just don't understand is why Cash keeps putting those two Brewers guys in high leverage situations. Like on Friday night, they both gave up an earned run in a pretty high leverage situation. Like it was only the fifth inning, granted, but like he keeps doing this, especially early in the game. Like use Kittredge. I don't understand why they he won't use Kittredge. When Waka only goes four innings, Kittredge can go three innings, put him out there or McHugh, like use those guys, use the guys who can go long distance in the fifth inning and go like fifth and sixth and maybe seventh. And I just don't then put in like Fairbanks or Castillo or Whistler, who has or been surprisingly Francisco well, like, or Brett Phillips. But, <laughs> but it's like, I don't understand why he keeps doing this and they keep giving up runs this or like, it's a very frustrating thing, but a bright side is, Fairbanks has looked really good since the All-Star break. His performance on – he got the save on Friday and on Sunday. Those two performances were really, really uplifting. And McHugh finally gave up a run, but it wasn't it, – it, Yeah, it wasn't an earned run. So, basically, he didn't give up a run. That's fine. Yeah, that doesn't count. Broke his scoreless yeah, I, I inning I see a good old goose egg on here. Freaking Brandon Lau, man. He overran the baseball. I don't understand how that happened. That was a hard play. It wasn't an easy play. It's a play he usually makes, and he'll tell you he should have made it. But it wasn't. I don't. I don't understand how you overrun the baseball on a ground out, though. Like that. Like you get it on a pop. He continues to amaze me in both good and bad ways. Me too. Me too. But his average is up to two eleven, by the way. Human error. Wow. That's uh. That's significantly better than what it was before. That's a positive sign. It's not. A, it's not below two hundred anymore. So it's it, it's not below two ten right now. That's positive. That's a that's a big positive. Since we already started talking about the O series, why don't we start talking about game one? Uh. A forgettable game, um, to be honest. Uh, the O's came out swinging, um, took advantage of Yarbs on the mound. Uh, it just it was it was it was a rough game for the Rays. Who was the um, what was Spencer with an S? He had, he had two S's in his name, right? That was the pitcher for the O's that threw yeah, six Spencer, innings. Yeah, Spencer Watkins, twenty-eight-year-old rookie. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the S's in that name. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know why there were um I don't, I don't know why it's a it's an S instead of a C mm-hmm. at the end but uh I, mean, I don't know you know name decisions it doesn't matter but yeah it was a it was it was a rough game uh the, I think that's the easiest way to put it however Randy got a couple hits got an RBI double which was positive considering the fact that what he was trying to think what was he he was like he was like four and thirty two yeah he was not was not sharp coming I mean, into that so thirty two positive signs there uh is that really the only thing that came out i mean other than castillo was that really the only thing was was randy hitting whistler bullpen continues too, to look but... good yeah bullpen looked really good yeah bullpen and... pitched really well last night rasmussen through i think two scoreless um yeah R- randy rose around getting two big hits i think was was a big takeaway his first hit was 110 mile an hour uh single to center field which was really can't hit a ball any harder than that but yeah i was gonna see him swinging the bat a little bit a little bit better Kind of didn't love seeing Zanino and, and Diaz coming out of the game, but as far as I think, I think Diaz is leading off tonight, so it seems like he's back. I'm not sure and, what the update is with Zanino, if anybody Zanino, knows who's on that, but I think he's up, he's available off the bench tonight, so he's okay, okay, good. Shouldn't be on the D, like he probably won't play, but he's day to day at least, so that's good. Yeah. Honestly, I thought Yarbs, like obviously the first inning and the sixth didn't look great, but him riding the ship after the first inning. Like he he honestly, like Brian said, he pitched way better than his line suggests. It's just unfortunate that it kind of ended up that way. Yeah, like I said, in the, in the first inning, it was really two soft hits that really did him in, and then he threw four scoreless frames. And then, yeah, I mean, I just I 
I am not sure that he should have gone back out for the six, but that was a decision didn't work and they got to live with that. So, but better, better, better days are ahead. Hopefully. And I mean, even without the sixth inning, we still would have lost. I mean, I, I don't know who this Spencer Watkins is, but he, the dude's, is, the dude's a beast. I mean, he, two and three, we'll S's. three S's, one, six, five ERA and 1.16 whip. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but I think this I was know. his fourth outing or something. That's pretty good though. I don't he was understand. Considering quitting baseball this off season, kind of like a Lewis he's, head type deal. But he has four starts with that. a 1.65 with only a two and O record. How that is the most Orioles thing I think I've ever seen. But whatever, uh, like they, I mean, they need they need good stories right now. Yeah, they, they really need some good stories. So I mean, he could be more than a good story. He could be a Triple great S. pitcher too if he. That keeps is true. Is one hundred percent true. But yeah, game game sucked last night. However, we have two wait two games. It's a three game series. Am I going crazy by saying yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so three game series. Um, two more games to look forward to tonight. Has very historical implications for those that don't know. Uh, well, A, the game is on uh, YouTube because can, – can we talk about that for a hot second? How do we feel about MLB putting games on YouTube? I, I don't mind it. Yeah, I think yeah, it's cool. It's just, you know, anyone can watch, you know, anyone can watch it on YouTube, so it's nice. It's a good way for MLB a younger to market. Crowd. Well, it's where the young kids are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I was and thinking maybe they could put games on Twitch as well if they where would the, want to do the, that. Where the Gen Zs are. <laughs> They really need to broadcast on TikTok if they want the. I think, the I think YouTube's crowd. easier to be cool. accept, access than Twitch is, though. But yeah, well, I, I I think I mean they could they could figure out things as they go because I know that other leagues do do streams on Twitch. But um, for those that don't know, it, tonight will be the first all female broadcasting crew. It's a crew of five, if I get the names right. Melanie Newman, who's a sideline reporter for Masson. Sarah Langs, who works for MLB.com. And then we have Alana Rizzo, Heidi Watney, and Lauren Gardner, who all work for MLB Network. Or I think Alana Rizzo, does she still work for MLB Network or is she with the Dodgers right now? She used to work on MLB Network is basically what I'm trying to say. So those five will be broadcast the game tonight. And honestly, that's awesome. I think that's going to be so much fun. Uh, they're all really, really talented and fantastic. And there's a reason why they're on the call tonight. So um, anyone else have any thoughts about this? Because I think it's I think it's so great that this is some, some, something like this is finally happening. Yeah, I think I think it's just I think it's cool. You know, <laughs> all, I, 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 I just like it's going to shake it up a little bit, you know. We we like Dwayne and 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 all and um, BA and B, and BA. So uh, <laughs> how did you forget about BA? I I, I forget everything. It's your so, man. Um, I yeah, I've said his name like thirty times on this podcast. So I don't know how I just I just had that brain fart there. But um, yeah, it's just cool to shake it up every once in a while. Why like why not like. I've I've never seen I've never had had a all female broadcast booth in a baseball ge- in a baseball game. Sometimes the baseball announcer some some of baseball announcers are bad. So Alex Rodriguez, yeah, the entire massive <laughs> um, Nationals broadcast team. So it's good. So I Pick think to shake it up a little bit and maybe change the formula up is 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 just fun. It's just good. I don't know. And also, uh, more women in sports. Go go women. Skippy. That's my take. <laughs> <laughs> go woman <laughs> that's right no yeah i mean it, it's cool to see because obviously all these women have worked really really hard to get where they are in the industry um so it's nice to see them getting rewarded kind of individually and as a unit um was like oh like i totally understand some people are like oh well we like hearing Dwayne and ba whatever that's fine watch it on mute you have 161 other games to yeah, watch like, do we it's gonna be okay NBA? like these women i promise you they know what they're talking about like it's really not the end of the world like just enjoy it if you don't want to enjoy it then don't watch that's fine too but um it's really exciting just to see women kind of getting recognition for their hard work so i'm excited to watch yeah, I think I think it's important what's going on, not that just not just that they're taking the step and doing it, but also that it's a national broadcast. I think that's I think that's equally I think that's equally as important, not just to have that representation, but to make sure that it's visible visible for the entire, you know, baseball viewing audience. It's a shame that Major League Baseball is kind of last to this party, because you know, the NBA and the NFL have already done this, but it's at least at least we're getting there. At least at least, you know, we're we're taking these steps and um you know, if people are triggered by it, they don't have to watch it, you know, just like Bree said, you know, and, 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 and I, you know, I hate, I hate hearing, you know, people who think they have these, 
these nuanced galaxy brain takes where they're like, well, I just think it's more important they're qualified. But like these, these systemic barriers are put in place to actively keep out people who are qualified, right? And we brought up Alex Rodriguez is a perfect example. So it was like John Smoltz, right? We think that because they're former players and because they're men and men like sports that they are inherently more qualified. Whereas as far as I can tell, John Smoltz doesn't even like baseball, right? And he has arguably the highest platform in the game. He calls World Series games. So the, it just, it, it's completely opposite of what the, the, the messaging of what this is trying to portray. It's not that, hey, these are women and they're qualified. It's, hey, these women are qualified and they have a place here and they deserve this place, right? So if anybody, um, the, only, the only piece of criticism I'll offer to this whole thing is that noticeably absent is Trisha Whitaker, which I'll not harp on it, but Danny Russell, our editor at D-Rays Bay, wrote a fantastic column about it. I encourage everybody to read it. Also from D-Rays Bay, Ashley McLennan, who also writes for Fangraph, she wrote a very good column about this too. So I encourage anybody, everybody listening to go, to go read those pieces too. But that's, uh, that's what I'll say about the whole situation. Yeah. Uh- Evan, uh, how, do, how, how do you feel about everything? I mean, it's I cool. I, I mean, get you taken. obviously something unprecedented, so that's always cool. Um, and it's also pretty cool that the Rays are in the game because we never are in games like this, I feel like. we First we of all, we're never on Cuba games. game. That, yeah, we were. That is true. Yeah. That was, that, that was, was pretty cool. That was lucky. That never ever, that never happens again to us. But like, because we're never on like, I mean, we haven't been on national TV once this year, I don't think. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't that Cuba game against the Orioles, if I'm not mistaken? No, it was against the Cuban national team. Yeah, it was against the Cuban oh, national team, yeah. Well, and we forget, won. Forget, we beat a whole country. I just said Obama was watching. <laughs> we beat a whole country. We won. We won like three oh, to one. James, James Loney, two for World two the home champions. run in that game. <laughs> and that was back when we were not even good, so just imagine. James Loney. I miss that guy. But yeah, it's, it's cool. Ray, it's, Ray's legend, James Loney. Uh, he was awesome. I he I, he was great, but um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cool. especially for me, it's cool. This is a personal thing, but all the Orioles games are always blacked out for me, so the YouTube game is cool. So then I can actually watch the game. But that's a very selfish thing for me to say. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited to watch it. It should be. It, it definitely. It should be a very uh, entertaining game to watch and to listen to. So I think we're all very excited for it. Um, we're going to start doing the preview of the rest of the series now instead of later in the podcast because kind of changing things up a little bit because we have some segments that we're going to do later. So what are we expecting from the rest of the series? Obviously, uh, Bree, do you want to go over pitching matchups? Yes. yes. Today, I am so excited for this pitching matchup. It's Shane McClanahan versus John Means. John Means business. That I love oh, very man. much. John Means business. Yes. Um, he's coming off of injury, so... <laughs> Not entirely sure what we're going to get from him. Um, obviously, he has the ability to have a great start, or he could, you know, kind of be getting back on the horse and not have a great start. So, not sure what's going to happen here, but I expect the Rays to be pretty motivated after they got whooped last night. And McClanahan, I mean, he's shown improvements. He's been kind of unlucky at times too. Um, so I'm interested to see which Shane McClanahan we get. But I think I think it'll be a good one. The lineup looks one good today. today. Yandy's one in there. Run. Ooh, do like five it. innings. That's that's get, all. Get through like five it. innings too. Through five innings. Yeah. Maybe four. I don't know. I'm gonna five. go six. Six. I'll go six innings. Ooh. I'll go five. But yeah. So that's today's matchup. Um, we have the lineup already. Let me see what it is. Hey, wait, wait. Do we have tomorrow's matchup or is it still TBD versus TBD? Dang it. Guys, crazy. My favorite matchup: TBD oh. versus TBD. <laughs> it um. is someone on the O's that is TBD and Michael Walker. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, brother. Lord Walker. Um, okay. But the lineup today, we already have, so we'll go ahead and give it to you. I don't know when this is coming out, but Diaz. I'll try to get off. it out as soon as quick, as soon as possible. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Diaz leading off, which is great since he left the game with next spasms last night. So good to see him in there. Wander Franco is second, and he is playing third tonight. Austin Meadows, DHing. Randy Rosarena, left. Brandon Lau, right. Taylor Wall, shortstop. Mejia, catching. Bruhan at second, and KK in center, which I'm also excited because I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the first game where we're having Wander, um, Walls, and Bruhan all in the infield. I was, just, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, is it the future already? Yeah. <laughs> future. So, nucleus. Play it on the field. We're just but like, like Toronto now. Let's go. Yeah. But Bruhan's been in the outfield or something, or they've only played two of them. So I'm excited to see all three of them in the infield. See how that goes. Lau's not playing. No, uh, he's, he's playing right field. He's playing right, right field, yeah. 
Jeez. Our boy, our boy is playing right field. The against goat himself. The oh, that's great. Yeah, he loves so, playing against. I love the, the lineup tonight. But he hates playing against lefties. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the uh, the ongoing struggles between the Rays and left-handed pitching. My oh, favorite. God. Yeah, we had to win last night because at least that guy was right-handed. Well, the Everyone Rays have beaten John Means before. The Rays have beaten John. We were there. I we were. Yeah, there. I actually, we were actually, yeah, I actually like this matchup uh, for the Rays. Um, you know, McClanahan is for the most part. I know he's been inconsistent at times, but he's he's like broadly exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Um, I've been on record as saying that I didn't think he was a major league starter, and um, I was wrong about that. But he's, I mean, yeah, he's he's been pretty good. I think his his ERA doesn't look good because, you know, he's not pitching six, seven innings in, in games, which is, you know, which is fine. John Means, however, he's had a good year. But, I mean, I'm looking at his fan page right now, and it just reeks of regression. So hopefully it happens tonight, and the Rays tag him for five runs. <laughs> yes. Hundred percent. This is this is why we have Brian on. Hundred percent. This is this is why we have him on. He gives a good taste. So yeah. So so let me so let me let me explain what I mean by that for 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 you guys and listeners or whoever may have questions. So John means right now he seven seventy one innings pitch. He has a two point two eight ERA. You know you look at that and you're like wow he's good, but he has a two run difference between his ERA and his fielding independent pitching. So if you look at his ERA predictors, his ERA should be between four and four and a half, which is more good than it is great, right? He doesn't miss a ton of bats. His batting average on balls in play is 192. The league average is 300. So that's that's just not that's just not sustainable. So when I say that he reached a regression, those are kind of the numbers that I'm looking at. It's obviously not going to happen all in one night. Obviously, I'm being a little bit uh, uh, like you know hyperbolic, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't think I like John Means. I think he's good, but he's he's not this good. He's just not. Has to fall eventually. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, Seize the means. Seize the means of production. Well, uh, let's go into our... (laughs) Why did you laugh so hard at that joke? Because that's what I was going for. (laughs) Wait, did you forget the rest of it? No, I I just didn't think think you would finish it. It was funny. Oh, of course I'd finish it. Um, here, let, we gotta let's, pick our players. I yeah, know it's kind of well, late. Well, no, I was gonna say no, no. Let's do, let's do uh, keys to the series, and then our players. So, raise the roof, keys to the series. Uh, what are our keys for these last two games? Uh, it's gotta be the bullpen. I think you know, McClanahan is not gonna go more than five or six innings. Waka's probably not gonna go more than four or five. Um, so the bullpen's gonna have to carry, you know, some of the load. A lot of the pitchers from, you know, the. Uh, you know, Castillo and Rasmussen pitched last night, so we assume they're not available today. Um, so that means guys like, you know, Fire Eyes and Springs, um, you know, Fairbanks, they have to be the ones that are taking the call tonight. They're going to pitch at least eight to ten innings these next two days. So I think that's going to be the uh, the key for the next two games, one of them. All right. Anyone else can go? Get the bats um, out of the dirt because, you know, you, you got you got John Means come up coming up and you know he's been doing pretty good but you know as as brian said he's kind of been getting a little lucky just just a little bit um so hopefully we can just get some runs uh, like on the board against against the orioles because you know i don't want to lose a series to the orioles so it's it's time to it's time to clutch up or or uh go go away i guess like <laughs> uh formulate formulate words give you got this we gotta oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks um, Are you done? No. <laughs> I had I had a thing. Um. So so right now, from my perspective, it seems like your key is to get the bats moving because because they need yeah, to yeah get the bats out of the dirt get them out of get them out of the dirt out of the dirt get the team out of the dirt wander I want you <laughs> to just hit like three bombs today. Oh my God. Hey, I like it. I like it. All right, Evan, Evan, go next because we'll we'll go Brian and me. After I'm expecting kid. a. Uh, I, I'm I'm calling early run today. I'm calling a first run or first inning run for us. Uh, maybe I know he's going up against the lefty, but I feel like Meadows hasn't homered in a while. So I'm gonna go with the Meadows home run in the first inning. Ballsy, ballsy call or big call, very specific mm-hmm. call. But um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's just the the lefty pitcher. I hate I hate when the Rays pitch or face lefty pitching because they I feel like a lot of their better hitters and more consistent hitters are all lefties. Um, we do have some great right-handed bats, not, not like, go, don't get me wrong, but I feel like our more star players, I guess, are lefties. So it's just harder for them. 
especially when you have a Brandon Lau. I'm sorry, but uh, he's just not great. He's not good against lefties at all. Um, but I mean, he's been better recently, but hopefully, hopefully we can turn that around today and then go for the series win tomorrow. So, yeah. I like it. All right, Bree, your keys. Um, for me, I'm just going to go kind of walk on McClanahan. They've both been super inconsistent, but they've both shown flashes of being really, really good. And I think McClanahan, honestly, and Waka, when, when he, when Waka's missing bats, he looks unhittable, which is really weird, but um, I mean, I think they should be able to do that to most of the Orioles outside of Mancini and Mullins, but I don't know. I think it's, I'm going to go starting pitching, set the tone, give the bullpen a lead, or at least something to work with and just go from there. Yeah. I'm, I'm with all you, uh, uh, with all you on this. I think honestly, for me, the, I think the biggest key is to get the bats going because obviously they did not look sharp in game one and facing a guy like John means he's, he can have. Cy Young level stuff on the mound. So if they can get the bats going against him, like they did when they were in Baltimore and they faced him and they got some runs on the board, I think that'll be really telling for the rest of the series. So I think my key, my main one is trying to get the bats going. Let's go into our players to watch, or I guess pick a player for this series. Uh, who wants to start? I'll start because Wander, you're going to get a, a good game here going. I'm just going to pick you again. That's it. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Love it. And also, <laughs> I just want to say that since we started the season our run like like we're being like doubled in our 26 to 14 15 runs so far in the second half of the season like we're, we're just we're you having good run games we're, yeah yeah our run differential okay. so um so wait so wait do you see our run we're, differential we're having minus good, 11 right now or no or or it's plus 11 scored more than 14 runs we're, we're minus 11 no we've we scored 50 we've scored 15 runs in the second half of the season so far that's it 15 15 that's it we seven seven, seven two games. and then one because we oh, we, right, we oh yeah that's true out. Good point, good point. we got shut out yeah, yeah. wow that's so weird. um yeah the ones we don't get shut out <laughs> the yeah, ones get don't get good. shut out and yesterday i guess but whatever yeah yeah i mean yesterday kind of felt like shut yeah out. and then like we're then we're having to fight like all the games we have to win we got to win a really decisive game here today that's why Ooh. that's why i really want a decisive game or, or or just tomorrow because this might be a more competitive game. I don't know. Just just like just whoop them to the Orioles. Come on. I like it. That was what I was trying to say earlier. And then I was and then I was and then you're like, yeah, you want to say something? And I was like, you, you know, paused I little, for got, like a solid little, thirty I got seconds. A little pee shy. I got a little pee shy of my take. You like right? glitched that's, for that's like what yeah. Happened. <laughs> there was a glitch in the it system. Was like, <laughs> like I got a little I got I got a little. Uh, a little shy. Sorry about that. I thought Gibby's Gibby camera froze or something, guy. but you could you could see like the chair moving. I was like, all right, Gibby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, just, you can speak, I man. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, you're all good. You're all good. All uh, right. The mic just the mic just muted out of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He purposely turned off the mic for that bit. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Who's up next? Oh, for for players, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go yeah, with right, uh. Mine. I'm gonna go with Kev. Kev was Kev had a pretty good series in in Atlanta. I think he had like three out of I think I don't think he played the middle day, but he had the hell of a catch on Sunday. He had the clutch game tying hit on Sunday. And he also had an RBI on Friday's game. So like he's been pretty hot and he's got his batting average up to like two forty seven, which still isn't like great, but I feel like that's pretty good for Kiermeyer. I feel like he's good not him, typically yeah. that good in at the plate. So if he I mean he only has like two home runs in the season, I think, or maybe even one. But um Ooh, if he could maybe get his pop back in the bat then that would be nice or just i mean get keep on getting hits get on base he's so dangerous on the base path he's so fast like i feel like he was always really yeah. good at timely hits and i really want to see that side of kevin yeah again Watch that's why i would like to see i would like that all right uh brie or brian who wants to go go ahead brie. take it oh, okay i'll go um I, i'm gonna go with randy rosarena uh, i like the way he swung out yesterday hopefully it continues today hopefully with the lefty on the mound he'll see some good pitches just gotta get his back going you know i Coming into the year, you know, I, I wasn't expecting too much. I know he went off last season in the playoffs. But even with that said, he's been a little bit below my lowered expectations. So I would just I would love to see him getting going. Uh, I like what we saw last night, but you know, we got it. Let's 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 keep it going. So he's 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 gonna be my person. All right. Bree? I'm gonna go with Lord Waka. <laughs> I wanna Whoa. see something good from him. Like I wanna see some semblance of consistency emerging and I don't know. I think he can do it. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to have two 
because Brian, <laughs> Brian, this is a reoccurring thing where where one of them is always Brandon Lau because I just need him to keep doing better. So that's just <laughs> an on, yeah, it's working. So I'm just an ongoing thing for Brandon Lau. I'm gonna keep that going. I think I'm gonna go for Meds. Uh, I want to see I want to see Meadows continue what he did in Atlanta, bring that over to the series, and then continue it for the second half of the season. I think that if he can get going, if other guys can get going. But more specifically him, because I feel like he's one of the big cogs of this offense. So if he can get going, then other guys are going to follow his lead and get going, hopefully. So that's that's what I'm hoping will come out of this. But he's my guy. So I think hopefully we'll see what happens. But I think him and Rosarena are those are those fuse fuse match uh, guys. Yes. And, and Zanino kind of, you know, I, I guess this season that, that uh, just get this offense going, you know. So yeah, like definitely. once they're hitting, the, the the whole team responds. Like if they're if they're on a streak, the whole team's on a streak. So a hundred percent. Nice to see. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about uh, some trade deadline possibility moves. We're gonna talk about some things around the world of baseball if we find anything interesting. Um, we're gonna talk about uh, I would say a pretty lengthy injury update. Um, so stay tuned on this latest episode of Razor Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Uh, Bree um, wanted to, and I think we should probably do this as like its own separate segment, but it's time for the injury report. I, I don't know if uh, we might get the sponsor in the future. If you want to sponsor us, for, I forgot to say at the top, make sure to email us at raiseroofTB at gmail.com because um, this would be a good segment to sponsor us with. So um, Bree, what's the current injury report right now for the race? So we have Nick Anderson. He's progressed to throwing live VP. Um, All that on Twitter. That was great. Great yeah. to see it. He, he looked good in that video, but um, I guess the next step is for him to go to the Florida Complex League and start pitching in games there, which is a huge step for him to actually get um, game action. So he's on his way back. Um, Mike Brasso played today in the Florida Complex League, and he's going to Durham now, so he's progressing. Uh, Manny Margot ran the bases and hit off of Nick Anderson, and he's close to getting a rehab start. So that's good to see. That'll help us with our lefty pitching issues. Um, let's see who else we got. Oh, Glass now. Glass now is throwing, and he says he feels really, really good. So you know that's super encouraging. The broadcast last night said they were thinking about taking him on this next road trip to Cleveland, which is huge. They decided they're gonna not do it and keep him in his routine at home. But um, it's encouraging that they were even considering it, and he'll probably go on the next one. So yeah, that's. I think that's all of it. Oh, Brendan McKay. He is also throwing. He's getting a start in Let's go. somewhere. Brendan McKay. Just at TBH. Huh? The Rays own the Rays own Otani. How could you forget about him? Because he's been he's been kind of I off know, the radar for the last he, hour, many he months. He really has been. He really has been. <laughs> yeah. Brendan McKay's pitching today, actually, somewhere. Don't know okay. where, but so that's good to see too. All right. All that stuff is good. Also, while we're here, quick shout out to both Joe Ryan and Shane Boz, who will be representing Team USA in the, if it even happens, the yeah. Summer Olympics in don't Tokyo. Because, that. well, don't I mean, I don't know. It's a, a lot of unencouraging stuff. But if it does happen, they'll be representing Team USA in Tokyo. So that's also, also, don't forget about Ray's legend Scott Casimir. Yes. Also on the team, Logan Forsyth. Oh, oh that's yes. four Ray's legend. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to look up this roster right now. Hold on, guys. Yeah, it's a good one. The well, Todd 20, Father's 20, in there. Yeah, 2015 Home Run Derby champion Todd Frazier. It's probably his own. And, I uh, looked that up, though. Champion. Other other raised news is that they were able to sign their top two prospects. Yes. So Carson yeah, Williams we, and what was his name? Kenny? Uh, Cooper Kenny. Cooper Kenny both yep. signed. Kenny. Yeah, which is good because they were both high school guys. So, you know, there's always some uncertainty there yeah. in case they want to go to college. They're signed, so it's all good. And if you Ed, uh, Edwin Jackson, also another Rays oh, legend. Oh, there you I go. forget watching Edwin Jackson throw like ninety-eight in Triple I love that. <laughs> Edwin Jackson, one of the he worst no hitters in Major League Baseball history, against the Rays, mind you. But yeah, that's so what? So that's so that's five either current yeah. or former Rays players on Team USA. Yeah. So we have so we have a definite rooting interest in Team USA. Other, you know, of course <laughs> we would, but this gives us even more of a reason to root for them. So positive things there. Um, since we have Brian on, uh, Brian, you said you have a list of things, um, talking about trade deadline stuff. And obviously the trade deadline is coming up in, um, is it, is it the 30th or the 31st? Am I going crazy? It's the 31st. It's always the 31st. Okay. So, uh, in 11 days, the trade deadline will be here. Obviously the Rays are known to make trade deadline moves. I mean, 
I don't need to go over the big move that happened recently, but that that was one of several that's that's going on. But um, uh, what do we think is going to happen this trade deadline for the race? Um, so there's definitely two clear needs uh, that the Rays have, and one is a right-handed bat. Two, I think pitching depth, um, which you know the, the Rays have, but you know we we know that. They didn't need to go out and get Matt Whistler. They didn't need to go out and get J.P. Fireyes and Drew Rasmussen, Matt, uh, Drew Rasmussen but they did. Um, and they've immediately pitched in you know high leverage roles. So I imagine that there's going to be a couple more arms that are going to be coming in. As far as you know, right-handed bats go. I mean, Nelson Cruz is the obvious one. I think Joey Gallo is is somebody that the Rays want. I don't think either of those two are realistic. If if I'm being completely honest. I, a couple of guys that I like that I think might be a little bit more realistic are, are guys like Trey Mancini, um, who hits lefties really well. Um, I think he's in, I think he's in the walk here of his contract. Carlos Santana is a guy that I've always really liked. He's a little bit up there in age, but you know, he, he walks a lot. He's a switch hitter. He can play some first base and DH. So there's a little bit more utility there. Robbie Grossman with the Tigers. He's an outfielder. So I don't know exactly where he fits on this roster, but you know, he's, He's, he's one of the best hitters against lefties this season. CJ Crone, which is an old friend of the Rays, I think could be a good fit because he, he's a right-handed hitter. He also plays first base. So there's, there's room for him on the roster. The thing about a guy like him is that, you know, obviously I don't think the Rays are going to, you know, re-sign him or anything like that. But I think there's utility for having him on, like, down the stretch and in the playoffs, just somebody who can slot into the lineup Um you know, maybe not over 162-game season but for, the, for the last month in the playoffs. I think, you know, there's, he's definitely a little bit more useful in that way, I think. Um, as far as on the pitching side, I don't know how much the Rays are going to go after starting pitching per se. Um, but if they do, I think Charlie Moore makes a ton of sense, um, especially if the Braves really start to go on a tail slide and really, you know, bow out. He's on a one-year contract. Um, I think that could make a ton of sense. Again, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. As far as uh, relievers go, so I wrote an article about um, Andrew Kittredge about oh, since the start of the 2019 season. I had no idea about this until I wrote this article, but um, no relief pitcher has been better than Andrew Kittredge at getting hitters to swing at pitches outside of the strike zone. So what I did was I looked at who else is pretty good at that. And uh, Joely Rodriguez with the Rangers um, is really good. He's left-handed. Dan Winkler for the Cubs um, is another one that's really high on that list. Um, the Cubs are another Cubs are another team. They they might stay in it. They might not. Who knows? Uh, and then finally, I have uh, Taylor Rogers with the Twins, left-handed, throws gas, gets a lot of swings and misses. So those are the players that I'm thinking. Obviously, there are a lot that could also you know be be on the. Uh, that the Rays could be uh, keeping an eye on. Um, obviously, that list is not exhausted, but those are, you know, at a quick glance, those those are the players that I'm thinking. So you said Trey oh, Mancini, and I went absolutely realistic. <laughs> I, I I've been I've been on the man. I've been on the Trey Mancini train for since 2019. <laughs> Trey Mancini, so good. I love him beyond words. I don't know how they like. How would they get him? What would they have to give up to get him? Well, he's he's on the final year of his deal. So honestly, I don't think it would take that much to be completely honest with you, unless the, the Orioles really think that they're gonna re-sign him and that they're part of that he's part of their long-term plans, which I don't I don't see that. Um, you know, he's 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 a rental player and he's good, but he's not a star. So I mean, realistically, I don't I don't think it's gonna take that much. Maybe maybe a bullpen piece and, you know, a, a high minors infield or something like that. It's not going to, it's not going to be, it's not going to require a Blake Snell type hall is what I'm saying. Um, so I like a lot of those picks actually love the Santana one and the Rogers one specifically, but um, who do you see the Rays moving like period in AAA as well? I don't know. Like personally, I see Padlo being in like any deal we do. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there are a lot of, places there are probably guys in the bullpen that are going to get moved there you know we know the Rays have a lot of infielders you know when, when I think of players the Rays might move I look at I look at positions of depth I know that like a lot of people have been saying Kevin Kiermaier this and Kevin Kiermaier that but like the Rays don't have a better center fielder on the roster so I just don't I don't see I don't see that happening at least not during the season again I could be wrong they could trade him tomorrow but I, I just don't think it's likely so I look at guys like Xavier Edwards guys like Greg Jones guys that are just 
that are just blocked, even though, of course, I want to see all those guys play in raised uniforms, but it was kind of like um, when the Rays traded Jesus Sanchez to get Nick Anderson, right? At the time, Jesus Sanchez was probably the Rays' best outfield prospect, but we know that with Austin Meadows and, you know, with all the guys that the Rays have that could play outfield, we, with, you know, with Josh Lowe, like right behind him and, you know, the Rays went out and got Randy Rosarena, you know, there, there are players that are good, but, you know, players that are either blocked or expendable or, you know, just, and it's a testament to the Rays system and management and how much depth that they have and that they can get rid of these guys and still be good year after year. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but who do the Rays need to protect for rule five? I have no idea. <laughs> Cause I, I know, I think that's a, uh... That's a, that's a JT Morgan question. Not a, <laughs> he, yeah, he knows that stuff on the top of his head. There are like a lot of them and some of them are like pretty like impressive prospects. I just don't know how they're going to make room for all of them. Yeah. But interesting that's stuff. That's I like that list though. Yeah. Um, uh, Evan and Gibby, do you guys have any names that you would want the race to try to go after and or any names that you would Ooh. want the race to move? <sighs> Who's that picture on the Mariners? I don't think Kikuchi? the Mariners would sell. Kikuchi. You say Kikuchi. My king. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot, Mister. I'm a fan of 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 literally every Japanese player who plays in baseball ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I'm lagging a bunch. Are you? No, you're fine. Okay, good. Because my internet's being weird. Oh. Um. Honestly, I like Kikuchi. I think that would be. I mean, I don't know what they would have to do to give him up, but that would be a good option. I love him, but like you guys said, like the only thing is he's another lefty. Yeah. Like still great though. Like if we got him, I'd be like, okay, what. That's true. That's true. Oh, and Kyle Gibson. I said that last episode. Though. I, I, just I like to... Kyle Gibson. I really yeah, like Kyle too. Gibson. Yeah, I, I like Kikuchi too, but I don't think it's going to happen because he he has a weird uh, he has a weird contract situation. So so after this year, either the team that has him ex- uh, has to extend him for three years, he has a player option for thirteen million dollars. So I don't know if the Rays are going to take him, knowing that. Oh gosh. No. But in a vacuum, I love Yusei Kikuchi. I that would be fantastic. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Kevin, any guys? I mean, I mean, if we do end up moving Kevin, which at this point I'm kind of fine with, I think his fielding is very, very valuable. But a guy that we could go out and get is Byron Buxton. He's much better at the plate than Kevin is. And he's he's pretty good at – like, he's not as good as Kevin is. Not many people are. But, like, he's a really good fielder. And he – I mean, I'm assuming Minnesota's – pretty much trade like anybody's on the trade block for that for them they've been so bad this year and his contract is up not he has arbitration next year then he's an unrestricted free agent in 2023 so i, I mean that would be and that's something my older brother texted me this morning but um that would be an interesting player to go get what would they have know. to give up for a guy like buxton or like or like would they even need a guy like buxton considering the the other options we, that they could use to platoon in center field well i mean so, depend, i think depending on how I mean, Margot, I don't, I don't know how long Margot's going to be out, first of all. I don't think Brett Phillips can be our everyday center fielder. Like, he's just not a good hitter at all to be that player. Like, he's, a, he's hitting, like, 200, I think, or something. But, um, I mean, he's a great fielder, but I, I don't know. I think we would have to go – if we trade Kevin, we would have to get someone else, I think, for center field. But, yeah. Yeah, for me, I think um, – so, first of all, I'm going to correct myself. Trey Mancini has one more year after this one. But also – the thing with Byron Buxton is that he has an MVP level feeling. So that's going to require, that's going to require quite a haul to get him. And also it all depends on where the twins feel that they are this season. Obviously they're not going anywhere this season, but if they, if they still think that they can bounce back and contend next year, I don't know if Buxton is available. It just all, it, it all depends on where the, the twins front office think that they are if they think that they're you know a move a move or two away from contention next year i think they really have to be blown away but hey stranger things have happened <laughs> like like a snell hall though would you say it, yeah 100 percent. it would have to be a snell type hall which you the rays have the resources that that's that that's not that's not the issue it, yeah like i said it just i think it depends mostly on where the uh where the twins feel that they are gotcha that's a good point that's a good point um i i think uh you know, we'll see what happens with the trade deadline. Obviously, anything can happen considering the fact that the Rays made the Archer deal. Literally anything can happen at the trade deadline. I think definitely good things rather than bad things. It seems like the way that we're feeling the Rays are going to be a combination of both a buyer and a seller. I think is that is, is that kind of the, you know, the 
what we're kind of hinting at or how we're feeling as a collective? I wouldn't even consider like they're, they might move major league pieces, but I wouldn't call that being a seller just because they're moving those pieces to open up spots for players. That'll be better. They're not going to move players, you know, to put worse guys in those spots. So I wouldn't really call it selling, even though they're going to move major league pieces probably. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like us to be just buyers. Like, I mean, like, obviously like we're going to move the pieces, you know, we're going to have to like trade off some people if if we get like if we pick if we pick up other people but um yeah i really want the i, I really want them to spend like money you know like obviously that's like a th- a, th- a thing that like raised fans have but like or like or like the raised like don't have but like um i feel like if you want to if you want to like invoke that push into the postseason like you got to make pretty decent move at least for the raise like a decent move for the raise like I think, I think like something like something's gonna gonna be happening. You know, something pretty big. I feel like. Is that kind of um, Evan? How are you feeling about it? I, I mean, yeah, I think we're gonna be like. I don't, I don't, I don't think that like what we're gonna do constitutes buying or selling. I think it's just gonna be typical raise makes like two or three like smaller moves, and then one huge move, which they seemingly always do. But I think, I mean, if we're gonna like like <clears throat> term it as buying or selling i think we're going to mostly buy because that's the position we're in we are a game and a half back first place and one of the toughest base in one of the toughest divisions in baseball so like and the red Sox are going to inevitably inevitably fall apart they just are i'm sorry uh, yeah i just yeah I, I i i still don't understand how they're good I, I i don't think i will i don't i think they could win the world series and not they lose got the hunter game. renfro and now he's hey, on his sales revenge coming tour. back sales coming back Hey. Sale hasn't played a game in like three hey. years. I feel like. Hey. What <laughs> when is the last time he played? What are you like, trying to like, impersonate? I'm just impersonating like some Boston someone from Boston. I I, I literally that I was literally like New saw York. I literally saw that yeah, article. That was like Italian. I saw an article today. Like it was like once Chris Sale comes back, it's like this team is so good, and then add Chris Sale, and then it's like oh come on. I mean, Chris Sale may come back really strong, but like yeah, I still good. don't think that's yeah. enough. God, I hope so. The last, the last time Chris Sale pitched was in 2019, and he lost two miles an hour on his fastball. So wow, and he's lost Ooh. two years. I'm not, I'm not expecting, show. I'm not expecting much from from him. But the, the thing Ooh. about the Red Sox, the thing about the Red Sox is the reason why they've been very good is because they've been very healthy. So one, so one of the things I wrote down was the Rays have used 12 starting pitchers this year. Um, and the Red Sox have only used six. So that's to tell you that their depth, and I know the Rays do a lot of unorthodox things with starting pitchers. Let's, I mean, that's obviously needs to be considered, right? But let's not forget who runs the Red Sox, former Rays legend Heim Bloom, okay? What that tells me is that the Red Sox depth just hasn't been tested. And not that I'm wishing it on them that their depth needs to be tested, but um, I, I think that, you know, if it comes down to like a short series or if it comes down to like down the stretch, you know, I, I like the Rays. I like the Braves better than the Red Sox for sure. And not only that, but I feel like, honestly, I feel like every team goes through a period where they're tested in some way. And the Red Sox, they just haven't had that yet. And honestly, like Brian said, not wishing it on them at all. But I think in baseball as a whole, we are going to start seeing even more injuries than we had in the first half, which was already kind of unprecedented because we are now well past that 60 game season that we had last year. And, you know, we have to see kind of how arms handle that. So, I mean, I don't know. I just don't see it for the Red Sox. Maybe I'm wrong. Hope I'm not. But I think the Jays have a better shot than they do, personally. Wow. Even after last game, last night's yes. game? Yes. Last night's game was impressive. There um, was a lot of runs scored last night. I don't know if you guys noticed that. But that, that extra innings game, the Mets game, the Tigers yeah, 15-11. 14-0. 14-0. Yep. The Red Sox scored 13 against the Blue Jays, and then the Nats scored 8-19 against the Marlins. Like a lot of double digits runs yeah. scored. Um, well, let's tr- let's transition from talking into trade deadline. Talk talk about all of baseball uh, since we've already started talking about it a little bit. Uh, positive signs that that uh, I, I saw today. I don't, I'm sure you guys saw it too. Uh, Mike Trout uh, was in Oakland, uh, traveled with the team, and is running the bases, which is a positive sign. I know it's not much, but uh, it's good to see. I mean, you need to get yeah. the best player in baseball love, back on the love field. Love to see, time. love to see the Angels get their second best player back. Yeah, <laughs> this is a Shohei Otani podcast. <laughs> this is a Shohei Otani. Also, other thing, did you guys? The angel, I, the angel we posted about it back. since July first. Shohei Otani has sold the most. Like, like Shohei Otani merchandise has been the number one seller 
of any player of any sport on fanatics.com since July 1st. Yeah. So that's it. Stephen A can shut up about He baseball. can't be the face of baseball, though. Stephen A, I Not think, allowed. has lost all yeah. baseball credibility after He that, can't so. be the face of baseball because that's what Alejandro Kirk is. Wait, he had baseball cre- credibility before that? No. no. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's also a good point, but yeah. All right. There's Apparently, two, there's he did two because things people Stephen... actually listened to him, but yeah, he does. I didn't think he did either, Brian. There's two things Stephen A. Smith should be involved in. It's anything pertaining to fighting, and anything pertaining yeah. to baseball. Any Let's sports that's not away. basketball. Stay away. And a little bit of football. I, I will football. Say. He can do football. All I'm saying I, is, I, is that I, I, Brett Phillips I, is the I, face of baseball, and then it's Shohei Otani. Can we can we at least agree on that as a collective? Yeah. Speaking that's my of Brett face Phillips. of baseball. Then that's a take. That is most certainly a take. Oh, uh, Bree's going to bring up the podcast. Yes. Of course, I, mean, I have many? to. Oh, this the... podcast is also an advertisement for the Chris Rose rotation. It is so <laughs> good. Go watch the latest episode, Glass Now and Brett Phillips. Views. I mean, how many... Super, super good. How many walk-up hits in the World Series does Shohei have? It doesn't, he doesn't uh, have any. And he might never <laughs> get them, does, to be quite so. honest. That is, yeah, that podcast was... <laughs> that, I mean, that's literally... That's actually really sad. What was like the first the the first two minutes of Phillips coming on was him just trying to adjust the phone so that he could get it to a place where he could actually speak. That was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> just like that Christmas rotation part. this this time they talk about um, Glass getting snubbed from the All Star game, which is interesting to hear his um, thoughts on that. He does care. A lot of people are telling me, oh, he's a major league baseball player. He probably doesn't care that he was on the all-star team. He cared. Do you remember, I mean, when Snell, remember when Snell was the first pitcher, I think, ever not to make the all-star team, but win the Cy Young? He was pissed after that. He was. Yes, he should be. Well, I mean, he did, he did end up making the roster, but as a reserve, but not still, as a starter. Like, and he was the third pitcher in the game, and he was a reserve. Like, that made no sense. But sorry, Bree, continue. Yeah. Um, they also talk about, you know, Brett's pitching heroics <laughs> and uh what else oh, glass now was like glass now just being an absolute scary animal between innings and destroying a fan during his blue jay start so yeah it's a good time go check it out glass and phillips he hit a fan the, yeah fan of baseball <laughs> not a fan of baseball i should clarify that because that could be taken way wrong like a metal fan yeah yeah I'm, I'm... Matt, can Thank I ask you. a question real quick since we're talking about the All-Star game or since it was brought up? So yeah. if I would have told you before the season started that the Rays were going to have three All-Stars <laughs> in the All-Star game, how far on your list would you have to get to get to Mike Zanino, Andrew Kittredge, and Joey Wendell? Pretty far. Joey, Joey Wendell would be the highest yeah, one Wendell of those would, on my list, but he long. would not be top five. It, it would have been, it would, <laughs> it, it be been Wendell, Zanino, and then Kittredge probably would have been like middle yeah. tier of the bullpen, no. to be honest. Like, if you ask, my three probably would have been Glass now, Randy, and Lau. Um, <laughs> oh, Lau would have been in there. MVP yeah. Is that Brandon serious? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, he was an all star in 2019. I know, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think Joey Wendell probably would have been the first of those three I would have chosen, but I'm looking at the Rays roster right now. Meadows. I would have yeah, said Lau, Meadows. Glass I would have said a Rosarena. I would have said Adamas. Rip. I would have said Glass now, definitely. G-Man. Fairbanks. If G-Man had a game, Fairbanks, like Castillo, G-Man. right? Yeah. Colin McHugh. Think, <laughs> Wendell, Wendell, pro- Wendell probably would have been like 10th on my list. Yeah. Before I would have gotten there, there's no way in hell I would have ever, ever picked Sunino to be an all-star. Like, after last year. Like, I'm... Zanino's my favorite player. Easy. Like I will stand by him. He's my favorite player, but I will also stand by that. There was no way I thought he was ever going to make the All Star team. Mikey Z, the goat himself. Gator legend. Or the himself. Yeah, that was a what an All Star game to to watch and I guess be a part of as a Rays fan. I'm trying to think, is there any other notable news around? The, uh, Shohei pitched. Uh, what, what was it? Six scoreless innings last night for Shohei. Yes. I don't know if this is really notable news, but like the incident at Yankee Stadium where the fan hit for yes. the ball. Yeah. Oh my that god. That is notable. Which, that's that's extremely notable. Yankee fans. The dude can't ever go to an MLB game again, which what really sucks for that guy. But yeah, he deserved it. Yeah. Verdugo's such. He loves to interact with fans too. It just sucks because like. I hope that that doesn't change the way Verdugo interacts with fans. But, like, if it did, I totally wouldn't blame him at all. Well, he was you know? doing something nice, too, which also sucks. He was, yeah. like, giving a fan a ball. Then he, he got, was trying to give a young, he got, young girl he got a ball. punished right? for it. I was like, that, yeah, that, that was just very unfortunate and, and then the, very um, classless. Last night, say. the uh, – or what was it, on Sunday night when they when the, when they stopped the game and then there was a video 
of the fan in in in, in center field above the batter's eye that had like the phone that was reflecting light off <laughs> yeah. of it, and it screwed up that the um. So stupid. Who who was the pitcher on the mound for the for the Red Sox? It was a catcher, I think. I think the catcher was. Oh, that's what it was. I think I think it was like right in the line of the ball, and I think the catch. I don't know who was it. Vasquez. I think Vasquez played catcher. But yeah, that was man, man. Yankees fans are just zero out of ten. It's frustrating because there are some really good, like smart, kind Yankees fans, but then there's just the overwhelming majority are just the worst. So the the overwhelming loud majority. It's yeah, hard to it's hard to change opinions about someone when there's continuing things that pop up like this that will continue to reaffirm the stereotypes that that you've been hearing about it. I guess just, the thing that sucks when you have so many fans though, like the Yankees do, like you're bound to have these bad apples that like it doesn't seem like the race uh, New York franchise has because we don't <laughs> have as many fans. I guess so. That is true. That is yeah, true. Those are some bad apples, and they're falling down the tree and coming in here. the big apple. The bad apples are the big apple. That's literally what Gibby just said. He said New York. Oh, I didn't, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, what's your take on everything that happened at, at Yankee Stadium over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, you guys. I think you guys nailed it. I, I think uh, Verdugo lost his cool on the field, and he acknowledged that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's 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 the he's the victim here. You know, I mean, like he's he's allowed to lose his cool a little bit. As long as his retaliation doesn't get physical, you know, I think he's within his rights to kind of be upset about what happened. I mean, there's, 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 there's no excuse for that, especially like Bree said, like a player like Verdugo who goes out of his way to interact with fans, you know, we don't want to see that for any player, but it's especially upsetting that, you know, he was on the wrong end of that um, because, you know, he just, he, he tries to, he tries to, to do his best for the fans, you know. And I, I get the whole rivalry thing, but there's there's no excuse for that. 100%, 100%. I want to talk a little bit about Juan Soto because the home run derby was a warm-up for the second half of the season for him. My goodness, has he turned into an absolutely different player since the uh, since the All-Star break. Um, Dude smashes. He's good. He said he was going to do the derby to, and see if it fixed his swing. And it did. looks like it did. So I think he's on one him. of a few players that actually will benefit off of going into the Definitely home run. Definitely not Pete Alonso, I'll tell you that. Hey, Alonso had a home run last night. Shout out to Big Meat. He Pete. got his million dollar bonus. I think he's he's good. Pete Alonso should continue to be uh the home runder. Uh, I was honestly to... he's gotta go for three. He says he got two, you gotta go for three. I yeah, I was just saying to... go for three, you gotta go for six, you know. <laughs> Just keep going. Just keep going. They should... I think I think if you if you win the home run derby, you should automatically be in it the next year, whether you're an all star or not. Yeah, it's like I like that. Like, I got court, you know. I got court. Like yeah. you gotta face me to get court back, you know. I like who, that. Who, who wouldn't who wouldn't love to see forty five year old Pete Alonso still defending his still... you know fourteenth consecutive home run derby? Still has that bullpen catcher. If you've seen the strike zone from that from that bullpen Dude, pitcher, and absolutely he he's the man. Oh, that's the man that's like he's that's a sweet spot like there's no there's no it's all in the same zone it doesn't there's no he knows what he's doing he's elite i i just think that 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 bullpen pitcher is op he he, highest era ever in baseball i I think two episodes ago on part of my take he was one of the guests and he gave like i would highly encourage you guys to go listen to that because he he just knows the game so well like he's been around the game since probably like literally in the game not around the game but he's been all over the place and he he just gave very good answers for a lot of good questions and it was very entertaining but he's what was his name again who who the bullpen pitcher i have yes. no clue i forget what his name is Goss. he's a legend though Goss. he's just i don't know he should just keep doing it uh but yeah soto has soto has turned it up since the home run derby which is i think going to be exciting because then we're going to see the real good version of soto that everyone has seen for the past two years and i think i saw that he might become the first guy like his was it like his like 300 400 500 stat line that he's put up for the last couple of years somewhere around there has been absolutely insane and is one of like a few players in major league baseball history to do something like that and he kind of just goes under the radar to be honest because i i still don't think that people give him the credit that he deserves for it and i think also people just expect it out of him they're just like oh yeah he's gonna do that and he does it he's just good every year and it's just it is wild, absolutely wild. Um, anything else in the world of baseball that we should talk about? Anything else of note? Just about it. Is, is Jeff Passan still as much of a savage as he's been recently? I haven't seen the recent oh, thing they put out, but Jeff Passan is just, he's the best. We love he's him. always a savage, but sometimes he's just less publicly a savage. 
This is true. So I think with that being said, I think everything wrapped up. Uh, well, first off, Brian, thank you so much for coming on uh, again. This is, uh, you know, this is a momentous occasion with the 69th episode. So thank you so much uh, for coming on. If people want to follow what you're doing, throw out your socials anywhere that you're currently writing, throw all that out so that people can follow you. Um, you can find me doing stuff on B-Rays Bay. You can find me on Beyond the Box Score, where I do more national coverage. Um, you can also find me on 538. I just started writing for them. Ooh, congrats. Uh, um, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, and then, yeah, those are those are the three uh, main spots you can find me. I'm on Twitter at, at Brian Talks BSB. Not enough uh, 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 Brian Talks Baseball, too many characters, so I had to shorten it. But, yeah. Yeah, glad to so, be here. Looking looking forward to episode one hundred and sixty nine when I'm when I can be oh, back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, we'll, and and we'll probably get you on before then. But yeah, yeah. No, we'll pencil that down because we already penciled down this one. But um, Brian, thank you so much for coming on again. And for everyone listening, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to what we're doing. If you guys don't follow what we're doing here at Raise the Roof, like I said at the top, social media Raise the Roof TV, our YouTube channel Raise the Roof, our Twitch channel Raise the Roof Twitch, our website Raise the Roof if you guys want to sponsor us, if you have any comments, questions, concerns about what we're doing here on the podcast or or anything with Raise the Roof, our Gmail account is RaiseTheRoofTV at gmail.com. Make sure to email us there. And this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. So from all of us, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up.